right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine and Brain, still part of the Perry Veritas Network podcast where we have conversations about mental health in as down-to-earth, normal way possible. How's everybody doing in this uh, nice uh, sort of end of February week? How's everybody hanging in there? Uh, Goodness gracious, this is episode 29 uh, which if you have ever listened to kind of the early episodes, there was, uh, like a little sticky, little sticky thing that I used to do, uh, where I sort of had beef with the powers that be the Perry Veritas fucking suits for, uh, making my first episode, episode zero. First episode was essentially called episode zero, which I think you know, as originally conceived, they were like, well, we'll just do like a little two, three minute, like snippet, you know, where you introduce the basic theme of the podcast or whatever. But like, of course, you know, I'm, fucking, I'm, a, I'm a former fucking rabbi over here, man. I, I'm, I am verbose. That's what, that's what I'm saying here. I am a ver, verbose human being, which means that my initial episode was, uh, uh, how long was this episode? Oh, goodness gracious. Let me take a quick peek. This episode was uh, 43 minutes long. Yeah. We called that episode zero for 43 minutes long. So then, you know, like for episode two, three, four, I would say here we are episode two, but it's actually episode three because the first episode is episode zero. So this right here is episode 29, which means it's actually episode 30. So... <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a milestone without the milestone, you know, like what a, what a wet blanket, like what a emotional letdown, you know, 30 episodes in and I can't even fucking celebrate it, you know, (laughs) because I have to call this episode 29, but it's, it's okay. You know what? It's fine. Radical acceptance. You know, it is what it is. You can't go back and change the past, especially since, you know, if I renumber the episodes, then none of this will make sense. Right. Because like, you know, I talked about it as an issue throughout all the episodes. So I can't actually celebrate episode 30 until I do episode 30. What's going to be called episode 30, which is actually episode 31. I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It just, it doesn't matter. We're fine. It's just going to be fine. Anyway. So yeah, here we are. Episode 29, uh, which is crazy to think about. And I was just kind of looking back and the very first episode that I put out that we put out was on March 23rd, 2020. So sneaking up here on one full year of podcasting and I, and I wanted to get at least 30 episodes, you know, under the belt and at least 31 episodes so we can have episode 30 up before the one year anniversary. But I think, I think we're going to get that and maybe one or two more episodes between now and then, which is kind of nice. And as I think about it, you know, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, I don't know. If you heard the uh, episode with DJ Maya Light, she spoke wonderfully about this process of sort of uh, writing every single morning, doing this handwritten writing thing every single morning, even if she has nothing to say, like, sitting down and just writing to see sort of what comes out and to kind of do it like that. And so, um, and she's talked about, you know, what, 
what a positive impact that's it's just been like a really good exercise for her brain that you know just to keep track of kind of like you know what's going on there and, and setting off the day with a certain type of intentionality well i you know i can't think of anything that i'd rather not do <laughs> I probably, I can probably think of certain things that I'd rather not do. I mean, I have a good imagination. It's possible to think of things that I'd rather not do and write every morning. And if somebody had sort of said to me, Josh, you have to either do one of these literally hundreds of thousands of things that you'd much, you know, rather write than have to do, and that, you know, you're going to have to do one of these things, but now you have to write every single morning in order to stop from doing one of those things. And I would, I would probably, I would, I would then write every morning. But there are like like even more things that I'd rather do than write every morning. <laughs> so many more things that I'd rather do than write every morning. But this process of talking has actually been, you know, really good for me. It's been a it's been a, a good kind of healthy thing to do. And I find that when I do it, it's sort of like swimming. You know, it's like I'm getting these ideas out and then they just exist out there and they don't have to like spin around my brain all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's a nice, it's sort of a nice thing. I mean, I know, like, I, I've, this is like, I've, uh, this is like a trope for me. This description is kind of like how the brain works, what's about to follow here. Um, I, I'm not sure if I've done it on the podcast. I think I probably have, but it's the kind of thing where, you know, those, um, those lottery machines that if you like watch TV until a certain time or like the end of the news, six o'clock news, something like that, they like pull the numbers for the lotto and it's like these big, like, plastic hoppers basically with little ping pong balls flying around on the inside. And then they like open the tube on the top and a ping pong ball gets sucked up and that falls a number. And that's like the next number for the lottery, you know, that thing. <laughs> so that's like, I, I kind of feel like that's how the brain works a lot of times. And each ping pong ball is sort of a thought or an anxiety or, you know, just a, a different thing that your, that your brain likes to think about. And every now and then, you know, kind of like the frontal lobe opens up and one of those things gets sucked forward and now you're thinking about it and then you stop thinking about it and it just drops right back in the hopper and keeps spinning around, you know. And so one of the benefits of doing something like, you know, keeping a journal or doing this podcast or writing a letter or saying something that has to be said is that you get those thoughts out of your brain and, and it's not that the ping pong ball sort of pops up and then flops back down again. It's ping pong ball flops up. You say it out loud, you write it, you share it, you do something to express it, and then it pops out of your brain and onto the floor and rolls away. And then and now you don't have to worry about it anymore, right? Because it's sort of been said and, and dealt with, you know? And so that's like a, that's the thing. I mean, how, how often has it happened to you? I know it's happened to me where, you know, you're, you're sort of thinking about something a lot. Your, your brain is kind of going to a place and then you, and then you write a letter or, or confront the person or do something. And, and then it's like, now you're not spinning about that. You know, I mean, maybe you're spinning about something else, right? There's always something else, but at least it's like that thing is sort of taken care of. So, you know, I was kind of thinking like, you know, what's, what's sort of a reasonable expectation for this podcast that I can reasonably achieve like what's something that i can that i can set as a goal for in the second year of podcasting and what i think is instead of sort of a you know kind of haphazard you know do a pod put a pod up right do it put it up do it put it up right like, like that where there's no sort of rhyme or reason in terms of when episodes are coming up i think it's 
I think it's a pretty good idea to shoot for something like put a put a podcast up every Saturday. You know, just an episode Saturday, every single Saturday. And that's good because it 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 first of all, it gives me time during the week throughout the week to to find a moment to sit down and record, which you know, for me, this kind of single dad life that I live means that the only time that I can do that is during a time where I'm obviously when I'm not working. And then when I also, when I don't have my daughters with me, I mean that first, you know, first of all, I live in a, an apartment, right? So there's no such thing as a, a space in my living arrangement where when my girls are here, you know, they, they, they can't see me or hear me. Right. And, and in these podcasts, I want to be able to talk openly and freely about stuff that I don't frankly share with them. Right. Which as I've shared in episodes past is why they're on a very strict do not listen uh, policy because <laughs> this isn't meant for them. You know, it's not meant for them. So, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I can't I can't record when they're here. So I can only record when they're not here. But I also like having, you know, an episode to edit when they're here. You know what I mean? Like my, my girls are starting to get older and they're definitely both at the age where it's sort of more about their friends than it is about their dad, you know, although not entirely like that. I still obviously grab as much time as possible. And, um, you know, they, they do demand that we play on occasion. Like they, they have those moments, but then there are other moments where it's really just, you know, dad, can you leave me alone? I'm talking to my friends, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I'm sitting around twiddling my thumb and, and some of that's really enjoyable and to be in an apartment. Cause then you can like listen in on your kids without them knowing that you're listening in, you know, or you can like just kind of get a kick out of, you know, what they're talking about with their friends and that, you know, the things they're enjoying while at the same time, you know, shredding as they, try to handle different social situations and things like that. That's one of the really weird things about the pandemic, by the way, is that everything that happens in life basically has sort of come home. You know, it's like, it's, it's here. It's, it's, it's all come home. And so, you know, whereas before you kind of get your kids after school, they're maybe sharing or maybe not sharing all of the different things that happened during the day in school. And, you know, nowadays you are witness to all of it, right? Because it's like happening on Zoom in their room and and they're not soundproof, these rooms. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's fascinating. So, you know, but I, I have them sort of every other weekend and then and then uh, half of every week, right? Like the kind of 50-50 arrangement, which means that, you know, I, I have every other weekend – and I also have certain weeknights to find to interview people. And then I also have plenty of time to find, to get in there and sit down and try to record a solo episode if I don't have an interview that I'm trying to organize, right? Like there's plenty of opportunity for me to do that. And then that then gives me something to do while my kids are busy with their friends and editing each episode. And there is editing that goes into it. I mean, you know, I cough sometimes and I sneeze sometimes and sometimes I try to say something a certain way. It doesn't quite come out right. So I say it again and it comes out better. So I edit that piece out. If there's like, 
if there's like a super long pause. Oh man, when I first started, I would say, um, like so much, so much. It's like, it was, it was ridiculous how often I said, um, and I'm not even sure that I edited it out in some of the earliest episodes, but then at some point I just kind of started hearing it and I was like, Oh Lord. And so I had to start editing that out. So a bunch of episodes I spent editing that out, which is nothing quite like having to take like hours to go through and edit out every single, um, you know, <laughs> and produce an episode. I mean, that's just like ridiculous. So you know, that I kind of trained myself to stop saying it. So now, nowadays when I do an episode, there'll be maybe one or two that I edit out. Might even be a couple that I leave in just for the vernacular sake, for the sake of the art, you know, creating like a feel of conversation. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, so it's something to do. So I want to challenge myself. So my challenge for the second year of podcasting as we roll into, you know, year two of the sunshine and brain experience is to challenge myself to do an episode, to put out an episode every Saturday. And that also, you know, creates a sense of regularity. And so, you know, I know for me and the podcasts that I, lo- that I love, the ones that I listen to, I-, I love just knowing that, you know, it's this day and that means that this podcast is going to come out. And that means that I'm going to be able to listen to these people and, you know, you know what I mean? Like connect like that. So I want to challenge myself to do it like that. Not that... <laughs> I don't think I'm ever, ever going to have any kind of significant number of listeners and not that I would even want that, but I just think as a cool challenge to myself to put an episode out every Saturday, that's a, that's a good thing to do. So, so that's something I, I want to do. And then the other piece is like, look at the, there'll be times where I have more to talk about than other times. I mean, the last episode was a solo app and I think it was a bit over an hour. It was like around an hour, you know, it, like and the episodes like that, especially I hadn't put one out in a couple of weeks. So I have like some shit to talk about. And you just kind of start talking. And next thing you know, you look up at the little timer thingy up there and it's like, oh, okay, here we are. It's uh, been an hour. <laughs> but I don't necessarily have, you know, I don't have to create hour long episodes. Like I don't have to have that much to talk about, especially if I'm putting out an episode a week. You know, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't have to be that much for, you know, me to talk about. I mean, there's always, of course, the personal stuff to get caught up on. There's always politics, you know, uh, especially recently, there's always been quite a bit of politics to talk about. And, you know, in the context of of mental health, you know, politics plays a quite large role, especially these days, because we feel like these days are so fraught. And so quite naturally, you know, there's there's quite a bit of anxiety that comes along with that along with the kind of loneliness of self-isolation that comes along with that. And then politics matter for that too, because it's like the decisions of our politicians and the examples that they're setting and the arguments that they're having is, you know, directly impacting our abilities to figure out how to navigate our way through this. And sometimes for the benefit and usually not, you know, usually for the detriment. So, you know, that that's a reason to talk about politics, you know, so it gives me a chance to dive into that as a thing. But it's not always the case that like enough shit has happened, you know, in order to kind of go into stuff. I mean, what am I going to talk about? Like, you know, Tiger, Tiger Woods car accident, you know, I mean, I guess it's relevant, you know, it's certainly a guy whose, whose life and public persona has certainly been 
you know, under the microscope for a very long time and has definitely had some interesting life related scandals along the way, you know, but like, what's the, is there like benefit to like rambling about that shit? (laughs) Not like a sports pundit or a politics pundit, you know, that's not sort of not what this is, uh, what this is about, you know, sort of not what this is about. I mean, I guess something could come up in conversation, but I don't know. It's not really, it's not really what I want to do. You know, I think if anything, like the one thing that I've been really thinking about the most this week, aside from your normal stuff of things to worry about with kids and other sorts of interpersonal relationships and work issues and stuff along those lines is, you know, I I kind of been saying all along that coming out of the pandemic was going to be hard, if not harder, as hard, if not harder than how it felt going into it. And that's all of us knowing what it was like to go into it. You know, that, that feeling of just like, what, what in the fuck is going on in this world? You know, what am I going to do if I run out of toilet paper? (laughs) You know, like, is this it? Is this the apocalypse? Should I have been doomsday prepping all this time? Fuck, do I have enough pasta? Oh God, where's my go bag? You know, (laughs) like all those, all those crazy ass thoughts that so many of us, including me, were having, you know, that even given that level of craziness, I still think that coming out of the pandemic is going to be more difficult than going into it. And I don't even know what that's going to entail because I've never come out of, of a pandemic before. You know, I just haven't. But I have come home from Israel during a war in Israel before, you know, I have, you know, lived, I I lived in Israel during a time when there was rioting all over the country and, you know, essentially a war that was fought between the Israelis and the Palestinians that was happening basically everywhere, you know, and, and going to sleep in my room in my apartment in Jerusalem, listening to tank fire and gunfire and helicopter missiles firing and all kinds of all kinds of stuff, you know, and it's like, uh, what I know is, is that being in that space and, you know, describing to people who've never been in that kind of environment, it is surprisingly amazing how quick you get used to it. It's surprising and amazing, not surprisingly amazing. It's surprising and amazing how, how easy it is to get used to that. You know, it's like, it just becomes normal quick, you know? And then what's harder is coming home to a place where there isn't a war happening around you and like readjusting to that, you know, it's like, knowing that you can and you should put your guard down because your guard is freaking people out. (laughs) And it's just not pleasant or necessary. You know, if someone in Israel has a bag and then walks to a crowded neighborhood and then sets it down and walks away, well, chances are there's a really awful reason as to why they're doing that, which is why there's a special phrase in Hebrew as to what that's called. And immediately someone spots it, people scatter and make space around that thing. And the police send in a robot to blow it up. That's, that's how that happens. And in America, 
if someone has a bag and they walk up into a park and put it in a garbage can and walk away, well, they're probably throwing it out. But if you've lived in Israel for a time where that is probably a bomb, you can't really look at someone do that and not like freak the fuck out. Which is, you know, which is like literally what happened to me. Like that actually happened to me. And, you know, it's like, not that I freaked out, but it was very much like, oh, uh, I have to leave this park now. (laughs) Because I'm not going to call the police on a suitcase. But, you know, I feel like I should because I used to live in a land where you really should. So I know it's like, that's what I know. You know, that's what I know is that it's a lot harder to come back to normal than it is to adjust to crazy. It's a lot harder to readjust to normal than it is to adjust to crazy. And here we are now beginning the process of like readjusting to normal, you know, contemplating going back into the office and getting to work there and what that's going to mean, you know, uh, you know, just being back in that space and how different it's going to feel and how similar it's going to feel and how weird that so much time has passed since I was there, you know, I, I mean, it's like a time capsule, you know, as my desk was is how it'll be when I get back there, which is crazy, you know, which is just crazy. It's like we all sort of buried ourselves underground stayed there for a year like human beings turned into into cicadas basically those crazy bugs that like only come out like their their eggs hatch once every like 18 years or something bananas like that and then they come out and they fly around and they eat all the trees and you know there's hundreds of millions and billions of them and then they all die but their eggs are once again buried in the ground where they remain for 18 years until they're born again and come out again it's like what the fuck is life how is that a thing? You know, and that's kind of like how I feel. It's like we've all been cicadas, you know, <laughs> it was like buried, like in our homes and abodes. And we're beginning the process of hatching and coming out again and uh, doing things like returning to our offices and all this stuff. So, you know, how, how is that going to play out? How's that going to play out? First of all, there's no way there isn't like a second baby boom. I mean, because already, like, you had couples who, like, are now, like, with each other all the time. So what are you going to do but get pregnant? But, like, all the singles out there who are just, like, ready to just get out into the world and go bananas, you know, there's going to be a lot of banana going, I think. (laughs) Quite a bit of banana going out there. And, uh, yeah, so I'm expecting a baby boom. Who, Who wouldn't expect that? You know, that, that sort of thing. But I think also, you know, there's just a lot of pent-up stuff. There's just going to be a lot of pent-up stuff. A lot of kind of residual anxiety from it. Is there going to be another one that sends us back? When does COVID-20 happen? Or COVID-2021 you know, is that going to be a thing that sends us right back into self-quarantine again? Why did we approach things in the way that we did? You know, why do we make the choices that we did? And, and, and how did it end up playing out the way that, I mean, 
we made so many mistakes. So we're still making so many mistakes. And, and, you know, why did those things happen? So, you know, there's going to be that kind of thing played out for sure. And, you know, it's like I said last episode, it's very hard to change because change in a way is a type of death. You know, where the person you are is dying and, and you're changing to the person you're going to become. You know, it's, it's always happening. But from your static position of where you are, it's quite natural to just not want to change. I mean, who wants to change? You know, like really, like who, who wants to change? So, you know, it's like we kind of were thrust into this place where, you know, I don't want to be working at home. I'm not one of those people that works well at home. I hate working at home. But you also kind of get used to it in a way. And so getting back to the office, you know, you just kind of feel reticent about that too. <laughs> you know, it's like, then I got to go back to like being in that space again, you know, like, oh goodness. So it, it's, uh, it's a fascinating, you know, sort of challenge of transitioning. And so what I've been kind of doing is, is trying to just, you know, just sort of radically accept the idea that it's, it's going to be a process still coming out of it. So you can't like really rush things, but at the same time it's happening and it's going to happen. And we just have to get, you know, it's just on to the next thing. Right. I mean, that's just kind of always what it is. It's just sort of, all right, now we're on to the next thing, but that's like easier to say than do, you know, <laughs> definitely easier to say than do. So that's kind of what I've been thinking a lot about that this week. You know, it's starting to really come home to roost that it's about time where things are going to be returning back to normal and it's going to start feeling different. You know, a significant chunk of people have gotten their vaccines and there are more coming. And so it's happening. You know, it's like it's just happening. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs> back at it. Oh, man, it's going to be weird. So that's kind of, that's what I've been, that's, you know, that's what I've been thinking about. So what about you? What you've been thinking about? If you've got anything to share, uh, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, josh at periveritas.com. So you can always, you can always write me there uh, and uh, take part in the conversation. In the meantime, uh, as I've said now for a number of episodes, I've got one more interview i'm still gonna try to sort of make happen then i'll be returning to the originals to check back in and see what's going on and uh andre and i are kind of working a little side project so stay tuned for that let me know next steps along those lines as soon as uh as soon as possible and in the meantime as uh as usual you know keep it together <laughs>